Hey, how you guys doing? This is Producer from Brothers Comics. Welcome to the Marvel Hacks Season 5, Episode 5. As we're getting into wrapping up Season 5, uh, we'll be do seven episodes. We are set uh, Issue 5 tonight. On the line tonight, uh, I got the full compliment. And when I say full, I mean the full compliment of folks for uh, the Marvel Hacks. On the line tonight, because it is Black History Month and it is our affirmative action hire, on the line tonight, it's, it's Brother Beavis. Brother Beavis, say what's happening. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Hey, man, what's happening? Good to see you. This has been a terrible Black History Month, by the way, but that's a different podcast. Also on the light, it's, it's the Sandman. Sandman, say what's happening. Hey, I'm not in the back of the bus. I'm mid-bus. I'm moving up. Yeah, you're mid-bus now and steering the bus. Um, he's got a lot of names for a lot of different podcasts, uh, but we'll just give him his easy one before he falls asleep tonight. It's Big Hodge. Big Hodge, thanks for joining us. Yeah, good to know. It's good to have you here. Uh, yeah, so we got a few books tonight. Um, we got to get through blurred notes first. Uh, we'll jump right into that. Hold on, let me hit my music. All right, so as the blurred note sounder brings us in, uh, we'll spell out the word blurred. Uh, the fellas don't know any of the topics. I'll just give it to them. We'll go around the room and essentially kind of uh, up talk or shit talk what happens alright uh, B is for brother uh, hey brother Chris Hemsworth is going to be uh, playing Hulk Hogan this question was submitted by a listener Will Polk by the way uh, shout out to Will Polk uh, yeah Chris Hemsworth is going to be playing Hulk Hogan in a biopic directed by I think Todd somebody I don't really know um, we could be, we are the Marvel hacks, but we could also be called the WCW or the NWA hacks as well, because none of us really got down with WWE wrestling or WWF wrestling. I only did when I didn't have cable. That's that's not an excuse. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so because uh, I didn't have TBS. Yeah, no excuses. So. And I wasn't sticking no bread ties in the sliding box or whatever to try and splice it in. I didn't have that technology. Nice. No no excuses. Around the room, are you interested in seeing, take even if it's Chris Hemsworth out of it, are you interested in seeing a Hulk Hogan biopic? Fuck Hunt. no. Who cares? Reached a high octave there. Wow, that was impressive. Yeah, for sure. Sandman? No, nah, man. As soon as you said um, exclude um, Chris Hemsworth, I was like, oh, I'm out. No, nah, I don't care about that shit. Yeah. I saw some good Photoshop today of him looking like Hulk Hogan, which is pretty decent. Uh, Brother Beavis. <laughs> Hell yeah, I want to see it. That's going to be great. And I'm not just saying that for effect. <laughs> uh, uh, wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah you awful. sent that, and I was like, I was like, all the hate started running in. I was like, what's wrong? Yeah, I want to see the Hulk Hogan story. I want to see like how they color it. Like, you know, obviously there's some latter day events that are probably going to get glossed over. But yeah. this, like, I want to see like how much control he had, how he got like all his boys over, everybody that actually had talent, mm. like how he was just a terrible worker. And I, yeah, I want to, and, and plus, the fun part is going to be they're going to have to cast a bunch of other people as wrestlers. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all in. Yeah, well, you know, they might wind up casting just some people as themselves, at least some of them, maybe mid, like, yeah, be 2000s people. 
now. No, but the yeah, mid yeah, the yeah, mid two yeah. thousand people, like the early two thousand. Somebody's gonna have to play King Kong Bundy. Mm. Yeah. So is he alive? King Kong Bundy's still alive, I think. Yeah. Bundy? Uh, and yeah, the ultimate, he, yeah. If he's alive, he is not playing King Kong Bundy. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Paul Orndorff with one arm. Yeah. There's no, yeah. You know what the wrestling life is like. None of those guys are starring in movies at this point. Yeah, this is Unless true. it's like Hulk Hogan at I the thought, retirement. I thought King Kong Bundy brought him. <laughs> yeah. I think he's alive. I thought he did too. Yeah, he no, brought him. No, Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah, everybody else is dead. dead. King yeah, Kong Bundy is alive. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. King but, okay, yeah. If they're gonna gloss over his, um, he's still alive. Calling, you know, people niggers, and his, I told you. And if they're gonna gloss over that and his uh, sleeping with Bubba the Love Sponge, his wife or whatever, if they're gonna gloss over that. Then there's no point for me seeing that movie. If but, I had to guess, if I had to guess, it'll be the story up to the Pontiac Superdome, the end. Yeah. Uh, but no, well, it probably goes up to to Hollywood. Hogan okay. would be my guess. The end. What, mm, what you, they're not going that because far. it's too confusing. It's, yeah. They're only going up to the point where he won the title from the Iron Sheik, and like the four years I think he had the title, and they're going to stop. So they're cutting right. out a whole so bunch of shit. So it's not a buy. It's not a buy up. It's a, I think after it's a Andre, bullshit up. If they'll go up to Andre, I bet. Yeah. 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 I, I I hate Hulk Hogan. I've never liked him essentially, <laughs> but um, yeah, fuck Hulk Hogan. All right. The worst that finishing was, move in the world. Yeah, yeah, awful. Yes. yes, awful, brother. You're awful, brother. Yeah, and don't don't take my interest in a movie about Hogan as any sort of support <laughs> for him in any way. Noted. He is terrible. Yeah, <laughs> noted. <laughs> All right. Uh, question two of the night. Uh, L is for love. Um, the Marvel announced since they got Conan's rights back, they announced that they are going to make this new book called The Savage Avengers. The Savage, baby. The Savage. Uh, with Conan, Ven- Conan, Venom, Wolverine, uh, Brother Voodoo, and I don't know, some other whack people. Anybody got any interest in I think he, maybe. Savage. Awful. Anybody, Sandman, you're up. Anybody got an interest in seeing the Savage, the Savage Avengers? Man, why does apparently any motherfucker can be an Avenger, first of all. And second of all, like, <laughs> why do they always have these whack-ass ideas of just, oh, God, it's fucking horrible. And all from other, like, Venom, really? An Avenger? Really? Yeah. Wolverine again? Oh, Jesus Christ. No, I don't. Where does Conan the Barbarian come from? I mean, what, huh? What? He's uh, from I, Samaria. Ha ha ha! Very funny, motherfucker. Hutch. What hat did they pull out of to be like, all right, we need a Negro well, on this Venom team. cover that? Uh, I mean, what is that? Um, no. He ain't black. How did Brother Voodoo make a, the team, though? They need a... Oh, they my need God. A, um, really? I didn't even know about uh, that one. A magic oh, dude, Jesus. and voila. I mean, right. You go through yes. the superhero wow. unemployment line, he's in front. 
<laughs> yeah, he got he got swept pretty hard in that um that Falcon terrible single book from last year as well. Uh, that was awful, as, right. and he got swept up in that too. So, uh, brother Beavis, any interest in the Savage Avengers? Cause they're savage. Not not unless they put the Macho Man Savage in it. Then I would be all in. But until that point, no. Yeah. Uh, it just that just seems. I mean, Let me I, tell I, you something, brother Voodoo. Yeah, I, I, younger younger Twitter, younger Twitter was excited about this. I have no interest in this at younger all. Younger Twitter I, has terrible taste. They do have terrible <laughs> taste. They like everything, which is awful. So mm, yeah, they okay. probably walk all over people's yeah. lawns too. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, and they also probably in line to see the freaking Hulk Hogan biopic. Anyway, all right, that was L. <laughs> yeah. I'll say letter E. Letter E is for exit. Stage left. Mm-hmm. Exit stage left. Um, Netflix announces that the Punisher and Jessica Jones are getting the axe. It is really water is wet news because uh, we kind of saw this mm-hmm. coming as the other shows got axed. Um, but Jessica Jones season three will still air after that awful season two. I have no idea why they're doing that. Uh, Brother Beavis, mm-hmm. uh, any surprises here? Are you even going to bother watching Jessica Jones season three? Uh, you know, I, I wanted the second season to be good, and it was not. I have not been able to bring myself to watch The Punisher season two. I'm like, you know, you have responsibilities. You need to, like, snark on this for the people. But I just can't do it. Like, uh, so not a big surprise, not a big loss. I mean, they, these shows were good for what they were, but they, they ran their course. That's too many hours of TV for most of those characters. I'd agree with that. Uh, Hutch, did, what have you What have you actually seen? Yeah, that's that a might be the question. better question. And the answer is <laughs> that I haven't seen season two of damn near anything to include Daredevil. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. not even Daredevil. Daredevil. I've seen like two episodes. Wow. That's I, the good yes, one, though. I, yes, I'm, I've seen the text chain. However, I... I, I don't have 50 hours of of what or to watch all this stuff. I don't I get it. Yeah. I understand. Now, who does, really? And it's a, a common refrain on this po- Well, a common refrain on this podcast is that, man, 12 episodes is way too long. It should be like eight. And... Um, yeah. So you see, you wind up with so much filler in some of those episodes. It's just like, oh man, you know, I'm, I, this would have been cool if this was just eight episodes, and it just it would, it would be better if they were so, good. Um, that yeah, would you, be that would be the best thing. I, none of the twos, well, except for Daredevil, from <laughs> what I've heard, is worth a, a damn. Uh, uh, it's probably about, that's probably right. Well, no, Luke, no. Cage, Cage Luke season Cage two, was two is better than season one. It was one. okay. Yeah, Luke Cage, it, it was. Yeah, it's better it than one. Okay. Uh, it's better than season uh, one. Well, well Iron Fist season two was better than season one, but it's still garbage. Yeah, that's yeah. Sweet Chris, garbage to garbage. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, Mariah, Mariah was not better <laughs> than uh, Cottonmouth, but she was much better than uh, Sigourney Weaver. The other the snake themed dude. Bush, Bushmaster. Um, no. No. No, the guy that Who's played... In Defenders. Um, Defenders um, was garbage. That They they screwed the whole thing up with that Defenders show. That, yes, the stretch did. of Iron Fist into Defenders, that that set the whole Enterprise back. Yeah. yeah. The TV side don't have the, the leadership like the movie side does. It's not as good, in my opinion. Yeah. Anyway. 
And again, if they want to revise them, they could put them on Disney One or Plus or whatever their streaming service is going to be called. Did, when, when, you, when you when um, you sent that list right. out of the show that Disney's going to be doing on their program, on their platform, was that a joke? Oof. Mm. Whoa. No. I hope okay. it is. <laughs> why? why? Well, you know, there's something about Loki. Wasn't there a Loki, the, Loki, no Loki show, show and a... What was Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Winter Soldier and Falcon. Well, so it's separate. So there's Loki and there's something with the Scarlet Witch, Witch, but there's also Howard the Duck and Dazzler. No, that's something somebody, different. There's that's a on, whole string of a, they're called the Offenders. That's, that's something separate. Yeah, that's on Hulu. Hulu that's yeah. not going to be oh, on Disney. Okay. Yeah, that's and they're animated. No, right? that's an absolute joke. Yeah, they're animated, and that's yeah. an absolute joke. And I would never watch yeah. any of that. I don't know what the hell that's about. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Kevin Smith is involved. And laugh track. Tell you enough. Pass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a hard pass. Uh, I'm good on that one. Oh, uh, mm. yeah. Yeah, we should. Yeah, we didn't talk about that because that broke last week because we didn't record. But yeah, um, no, that's a hard pass. All right. Letter R um, is for. Oh wait a minute, I can't read my own handwriting. Uh, reviews. Uh, the early reviews after. It's two things. The reviews for Captain Marvel, the embargo has broken two weeks out of the movie. Uh, there was a report out there that fanboys, and you have to assume it was fanboys, were trying to uh, put the ratings down on it to have it have a poor rating on Rotten Tomatoes. But the early reviews from reviewers are like, oh, the movie is pretty awesome. The truth is always somewhere in the middle. Um, we're two weeks out on the movie. We've been fairly... You know, kind of nervous. Sam and I were talking before we started recording. I'm getting a little bit hyped for it. Kind of around the room, uh, brother Beavis. Uh, same level, a little bit more hype. It is what it is. What you got? Well, I think you know if those if the hype reviews are are legit, that's exactly what they need. And I think that they've taken the sort of riskier approach of knowing that the current roster is going to age out. And not really having a good way to replace it, they're trying to, you know, draw attention to other characters. And if they've if they've created a movie that, by what we've heard so far, is different from what we've seen before, um, you know, introduces a great new character, has a lot of sort of undertones of empowerment, uh, has a great sort of you know buddy feel with with Nick Nick uh, Fury. I mean, that's. If those reviews are true, that's exactly what they have to do. And if that's the case, then I'm much more excited about it because everything I've seen up to this point is like, meh. Yeah, um, super. But yeah, if, she, if, she, if they really are rolling out the centerpiece of the next, what is phase four or whatever, and it and it's great, then that's 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 if it if it's not, then it's going to be a problem. So I I hope it does live up to the hype reviews we've seen so far. Hutch, you probably won't see it. Oh. My thought would be, but who knows? I, I have no idea. You got any I'll hype for see Captain it Marvel? Somehow, some way, I'll see it at the movie theater. The, but I hate Captain. Mar There's only one Captain Marvel, <laughs> and it's the big cheese. But, but the other this yes. this female character, oh, I've, I've never liked Carol Danvers or whatever Daniel, whatever fucking fucking name is. She's awful. They never right. knew what she, to do with her. Like, she's problem. like the female Rick Jones. They just yeah. keep throwing and Punisher. Just keep throwing them around <laughs> and it just shows up. <laughs> oh, we think, oh, she lost her powers. We give her new powers. Okay, and then let's change her again. Ah, mush. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, oh, see, she is. There is whatever. a whole modern series of Captain Marvel books out. It's not all about the binary X Men. <laughs> yeah, there's that. But there's also. He's correct in a sense that she did, and, you know, we use quite a few ref, uh, wrestling references on this freaking podcast. Uh, she did get a push at a certain point that pushed her into uh, to the main event status into a four plus five card. And it just really kind of came out of nowhere. And we're like, okay, well, I guess she's one of the most powerful people in the freaking world at this point in time. Yeah. Where it wasn't there, like, you know, in our, you know, kind of formative days of reading. And even when she was binary, she wasn't as strong as she is now. Yeah, so, binary is pretty know, strong, I, mean, I thought. Yes. Yeah, no, she's ridiculously strong now. Well, not quite. Yeah, she's ridiculously strong in the comics now, so... She can I mean, tap into the power of a white star, uh, whatever that means. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Sandman, you're you're you were saying you were getting a little bit hyped for it. Yeah, but I'm an MCU fan. It's mainly because of that, not because of Captain Marvel. I mean, I am curious to see a new character, and it's nice to see a new character to bring in. Uh, that's fine, uh, but it's almost more than you know. A continuation or like a preview of um, Endgame, probably more than anything mm-hmm. else. But I'm, I am encouraged by hearing what I heard. But like like you said, it's the reviews are almost a little too glowing. That kind of made me suspect if anything else, which makes no yeah. sense. But I am looking forward to it, though. I'll say that. Okay. Yeah, I got my ticket ready. I'm fired up for seeing yeah. it. For seeing it, not necessarily fired <laughs> up about the movie. Yeah. Not necessarily fired up. I will say my daughter saw the preview and she was excited about it. Yeah, so and my daughter too. So I think that, that might be something to it. Yes, and Hutch, you um, you weren't on the podcast, obviously. I think it was maybe episode three that we were talking about Endgame, and we kind of referenced it back a year or so ago around this same time. We were all sitting on this podcast like, man, I don't know about that. Or not Endgame, uh, Infinity War. I don't know about that Infinity War movie, man. This doesn't look like shit. There's too many characters in it. And then, like, eight months later, we just fucking sucked the dick off of that movie for about an hour. I It is my number one yeah. movie right now, so <laughs> I'm rolling with it. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just. I mean, yeah. we really like went uh, went to town on it. Like, oh, so you know, we're basically like, whatever. They're gonna do whatever they're gonna do. We're just gonna support it at this. Point. Don't forget, somebody predicted Someone the death did. of Black Panther in that. Too much, yes, much outrage. Yes, you did. Yeah. <laughs> we're still yes, waiting did. outside for you to yeah. come out. Yes, we did. I thought I was joking. Was the problem? <laughs> I, I thought I was joking. Nice. All right. Uh, last for the D. Uh, is for Do It. Uh, this is just going to be us doing like a horn dog here for like two minutes. Uh, it was reported that Megan <laughs> Fox was possibly up for Poison Ivan in the Gotham City Sirens movie. Uh, please do it. That would might be the only reason you can get me into that movie is to have freaking Megan Fox playing Poison Ivy. Please do it. I would maybe pay money to actually go see that if you got Poison Ivy as Megan Fox as Poison Ivy. So... Anybody opposed to this, uh, Brother Beaver? Wait, this is in the the Emancipation of Harley Quinn or whatever. Yes, that no, would be in that. Yes, is different. Yes, yeah. which oh, okay. and, and since they're allegedly they're like married or lovers or whatever, so maybe they'll be kissing each other. G- g- yes, please. Anybody if, if opposed? They're, to this? If they're, uh, uh, I don't hate Megan Fox. Why would you be opposed right. to? Right. If if they're uh, if they're putting their tea leaves together, 
I'm I'm in. <laughs> but I I I am a much bigger fan of Mary Elizabeth Winstead than Megan Fox. Yeah, so you did I was say already. That. Uh, my tickets are like a punch her. for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesse Jesse Smollett's sister is in that also as well. Whatever her name is, Journey So Smollett. Um, and she's a really pretty cute girl too, or whatever. But um, yeah, I just I I still have no desire to see that movie, even with Megan Fox. It would help, but I still just I mean, it's really just going to be Harley Quinn and her amazing friends, and I don't know that I'm ready for that. Uh, that's not what I signed up for. But it'll be what it'll be. And uh, at least Zack Snyder's not directing it. Mm-hmm. He's probably got an executive producer credit though. So sucker punch. It would be sucker punch yeah. too. Sucker punch yeah. too. Electric Boogaloo. You you keep forgetting to do that. <laughs> sorry, I know. You I'm need sorry. To add the tagline. My God, we've been doing this for two years. Any <laughs> any part two get an electric boogaloo, man. Come on. Gee, we're doing amateurs here. All right. Anyway. All right. So that's blurred notes. Uh, we'll jump right into these damn comic books uh, for that's day one. That's day one. Uh, again, we are the Marvel Hacks. We get one DC book. Brother Beavis checks out here, but I don't want you to check out too far because you do have some point of reference in here because of the Super Friends. Um, the Wonder line from DC is their teenage line. We reviewed, what was it, Young Justice? Or the Teen Titans or something like that a couple of issues ago, uh, a couple of episodes ago. We reviewed Naomi. Um, uh, a couple episodes ago as well. So this book is the Wonder Twins as they get this solo title. Who read this book besides me and Sandy? I did. did you read, read it, uh, Hunch? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we have to do a little bit of a, a partial like history here because we're all of a certain age and we all watched, unfortunately, the Super Friends when they switched from Marvin and. Uh, Lisa or whatever their name. Wendy and Wendy. Marvin. Wonder over Dog. to the Wonder, Wonder Twin. Dog. Yeah, over to the Wonder Twin and Wonder Dog. Mm-hmm. When they switched over to the Wonder Twins, um, which mm-hmm. weren't much better, um, to say the least. Uh, yeah, nobody's a fan of these characters. Yeah, <laughs> but this book, it this book at least plays on the idea that everybody knows that they suck. Like, I don't think that this was trying to put yeah. this in anywhere. They're not trying to push them to mid-card or anything like that. They are jobbers. Everybody understands they're, that they're jobbers. They're so this book is basically jobbers, sir. Go ahead. The, these, this is... Yeah, they're they're right. the way up to be jobbers. Andy really, Bill yeah. Mokio. <laughs> <laughs> Sacred jobbers right there, man. Yeah, Google it if you're under 30. With their sidekick, Mike Boyette. Yes, exactly. Like the monkey. Yeah, yeah. but the, the cover, monkey doesn't though. make an appearance in the issue one. So it's coming. It is on the cover, yeah. Um, right. If yeah, it, it's it coming. No, uh, was it Gleep? Gleek. Is that the monkey's name? Gleek. Space yeah. Monkey Gleek. And you yeah, gotta say it every monkey time. Gleek. Well, yes. the book is focused on them. They've They've been moved to Earth from their home planet of, what, Exxon or something to that effect? Exor, I think. Exor, yeah. So they're there because there's some incident that happened. Superman brings them to the planet, and so they're adjusting to their life on Earth. Um, And uh, they're in high school. They have a job working at the Hall of Justice. Um, no, none of the super friends were really happy with them coming there, especially Batman. <laughs> uh, and when they found out they what their powers were, they were uh, Wonder Woman was like, mm, "I'm underwhelmed." That's, <laughs> so, the, 
that's the review of this book. <laughs> Underwhelmed. Yeah, it's underwhelmed. Well, but <laughs> <laughs> review it, was, it from the perspective. Review it from the perspective of it's not. They understand what they are. You know. You know. It's. They know what they are. It wasn't like they were trying to make them something more than they were. They were. TV creations that sucked, and they continually sucked for 40, 35 years. Well, well, third, well, it's in the 80s, I guess, but it's almost 40 years. But, I mean, just think, whoever this artist is, I didn't catch, I should have looked. But, I mean, okay, look, this is your your first job at DC. You get to pick any of these, whatever, offbeat characters that no one really likes, and you get to write a book about them. And... Damn, dude, he pulled a short straw. There's a funny bit in there about like uh, yeah, oh, the thunderlust. Like anytime that there's some oh, sort of thunder, yeah. anytime there's yeah. some sort of thunder, uh, like the Exors, they get excited and um, they get this thunderlust and they they make love for hours and many fluids are exchanged. Yeah, I think was. was the line that was in, in there. He was giving a speech. He was giving a speech in class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he, and then during track practice, he got the thunderlust, and then everybody was making fun of him, like, oh, you know, like he became a man today. Like I thought it was camp and funny. Um, like I didn't yeah. take it seriously because the characters aren't serious. Like if you went into this thinking that it was going to be serious, then I, well, you went as in soon as I mean, you had to yeah. know that there was going to be some type. It's this this kind of in joke stuff that, thanks to uh, I guess Deadpool and friends. Every, everybody's in on the gags and these ha-has and this and that. So, I mean, I, I I got it from that side. It's a teenage angst and whatever. I, for some reason, I kept seeing my nephew as the, and my niece as these characters. But, yeah, sure. No, boy. <laughs> nice. They did the they did the typical thing and brought back one of the worst freaking villains of all time mm. and Mix, Mr. Mixelplick. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, from the fifth dimension, like it was like he sucks in all of them, sir. Uh, but they brought him back and then they bring back Supercomputer, which is you know mm. straight from the Super Friends. And then it was like, yeah, it's just kind of useless right now. We just play music on it. You know, it was again, it was camp. Like I didn't think anything more was, than that. I just thought it. It was kind of yeah, funny, yeah, because yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, I mean, it's obviously this was directly kind of in our wheelhouse because we were kids when the Super Friends was on. So I was chuckling. I mean, it was dumb chuckles, but it would they um, they made the book the right way. Like you said, Camp, uh, they're both kind of well. Zan is a super loser because he was always kind of uh, arrogant for no reason with the worst fucking superpower known to man. And <laughs> aliens or whatever, and uh, yeah. and they kept kind of like railing on him, and you know, and they're <laughs> and I mean it was it was light light hearted, uh, dumb. Fun. Batman. I know so, this is yeah. a touchy subject, but have you guys seen the episode of Teen Titans Go with the Super Friends on it, or the uh, the Wonder Twins? I have. So they get pit, they get pissed off at Beast Boy. Oh, well, that's right. They are on that, and so yeah. they recruit another animal themed character and they try and recruit Jaina but they're stuck with Zan and they make him the uh, the receptionist yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah the Titans receptionist yeah 
It's funny. Yeah, that's all. He, that's all he'd be good for. Yes, um, and they and again a twenty-six page comic book. And those two superpower teens, they use their powers once because they know their powers suck. Like they, they, they yeah, suck. she could turn into a <laughs> yeah, he can turn into water. Okay, like I mean, <laughs> and they make a joke okay. about that. Yeah, yeah I mean it's suck. just ridiculous. Like I just I thought, and that that's the thing too, Hutch. Like who is the who is the the reader of this book? Okay, it isn't like my freaking kids. Because they don't know who the hell the freaking uh, Wonder Twins are, you know, because of their age. But you're saying we're not we're not the group either because we're too old or, you know, because we know that the characters suck. So it's just kind of a weird book to give hence, a solo hence to. where I came than, from. You know, I'm like, who's going to drop three, four books other than us, of course, to review these wonderful books? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. There's your answer. <laughs> There's that. So, but all right. So around the table, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. Sandman. I'll give it a thumbs up. I mean, it's dumb fun, and they make fun of something that needs to be made fun of. So good for them. Uh, nice. Batman's huh. BG uh, reference. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, I give it sideways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thumb in the middle. Yeah, I'm, I'm thumbs up. I read it the first time before, and then I read it again, you know, to notes for the show, and I was just like, you know what, this is, it's, like I said, it's camp. It's nothing serious. It's fine for what it is, so I'm good with it. Okay. All right. You guys are we, killing our street cred. You just wait, gave, like, two thumbs up and a thumbs in the middle on <laughs> the Wonder Twins. <laughs> on the Marvel Hacks. The Marvel Hacks just said the Wonder Twins was a, a right. two up, one in the middle. I'm out. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go be the token reviewer for another black comic podcast where they hate the Wonder Twins the way it's supposed oh to be. God. The way God intended. There. Oh my God. He may have a, a vague point, but that's fine. We'll, we'll 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 accept your resignation. We need two weeks notice, though. You're lucky right. it's Black History Month. Yeah, that's it. Now you can't quit during this. We'll let it slide. Thank you. All right. Um. So we get out of the DC world and move into these Marvel books. Uh, let's go with the Winter Soldier, I guess, because the other two are all um, the other two are X Men books, and we always close with the X Men. So Winter Soldier two and three. Who got a chance I read to read two. these? I didn't get three. I read them. Yeah, I read them both. Okay. I read them both. Um, yeah. Okay, I read them both, Brother Beavis. Um. Yeah, I read them. Okay, all right. So Would we'll you like me in. to discuss them? At yeah, you can take lead on this. Um, so I think we were sort of lukewarm on this. I mean, at least it does have sort of a central plot that he is he's trying to um, redeem other people who are in bad situations. Um, so he's like a, a superhero reach outreach program. Uh, the first episode ended with him being assaulted by somebody essentially dressed as him. Uh, so we have Bucky on Bucky violence, which is you know never good. And so, but the season two, or episode two, kicks off with a, a different scene. We can tell it's like a flashback because it's black and white. And we have this kid, RJ, who's being indoctrinated into Hydra. Um, and, you know, not doing his job, he gets completely demoralized. And so what the premise now over the next two issues is, RJ is um, this Hydra recruit who's been sent after 
the original Bucky, I don't know if they ever really describe why he's actually dressed like Bucky in, in the, uh, unless no, that's just don't. supposed to provoke a response. Yeah, I didn't read that either. <laughs> no, they didn't say anything about and, it. And they have a run-in. I can't remember if it's in two. It must be in three. They have a run-in with a notorious uh, <laughs> Marvel villain yeah. known as The Spot. <laughs> Who the I spot. primarily remember from uh, Spider the Spider-Man cartoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like the one of the last episodes of that cartoon I watched, and it was more just because I like lost track of it. But there was a Mary. J- they they sort of did a lightweight Gwen Stacy story, where Mary Jane fell through a spot, and that was like Peter's angsty moment where he became all emo and stuff like that. Yeah. So, but uh, the mm. the second issue is just like him. Uh, I think more shenanigans. They fight the spot. Tony Stark's in it, of course, because you can't have a Marvel story without mm. Iron Man. Um, but yeah, so this whole arc with with the Winter Soldier <laughs> is out to redeem people and get a better life. In his in his dream journal, he's writing that he's actually not happy. So his new sidekick reads it and he calls him out, and he's like, Ooh, "They have all this." They they basically hug it out by the yeah. end of it. But yeah. yeah. Eh. Right. Eh, that, there you go. That's I saved you two, two episodes of your life right there. Yeah. yeah. Hell, and then the shocking reveal is they run into somebody who claims to be RJ's dad. So yeah. Pro- yeah. I'll be I'll be super surprised when we find out he's actually a Hydra handler trying to recruit RJ back. Yeah. It's, it's going to be shocking. Yeah, it'd be shocking that if RJ when RJ bites it because he's definitely getting killed. But anyway, um, yeah. like ep- issue two. Uh, oh, issue three, I thought, you know, yes, we did get the spot, but you also get an appearance from Doc Samson, who's actually giving therapy. Oh, yeah, 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 I forgot and about I that. And I was like, and I never and they, even... and they go, like, several panels before they name check him, so you yeah. have to, like, you gotta know your Marvel therapist mm-hmm. to recognize mm-hmm. him right away. Yeah. Right, yeah. And Yeah, and the kid is like, you know, I mean, he's being a teenager or whatever, and again, as a somewhat, somewhat trained therapist. You know, I'm kind of looking at this and reading it, and it's just like, oh, okay, this makes sense. Like, what he's doing and everything that he's saying. So whoever wrote that book talked to the right people. And the fact that he wound up, you know, kind of, you know, turning on him and doing, like, some teenagery type things. It's just weird to me that Bucky went out there and took a child. And Sharon Carter says it, too. Like, you took a child out to a, essentially a, a high-tense murder situation? Like, oh, you know, he just needs to trust us. I'm like, trust you to do what? Like, come on, man. Like, that's not a real cool look, Bucky. I don't know if that's really what you should be doing. But, um, I mean, I, I, you know. this it, It's some Jason Todd bullshit. It we is. We all know where this is going. Yeah, it know. is. It is. And, and, and you know what? Cap shouldn't have a, a Cap family like a Bat family. You know, I think one of the things yeah. that yeah. sets Cap yeah. apart is the fact that he is a man apart from everything else, and he's separated from that. And giving him Bucky was more than enough. And the fact that he has to, you know, sleep with a gilf you know with sharon carter whatever like that's enough man he doesn't need anything more than that and like trying to build a family out of that is is too much to me hey i want to i want to poke a particular bear too did you happen to notice any resemblance between doc samson and channing tatum Uh, (laughs) and maybe now that he's freed up from the gambit project maybe they're going to work in Working a Channing Tatum as Doc Samson. <laughs> the person that that would send over the edge the most is not on this podcast, um, but it will be relayed to her 
very shortly. Hutch, <laughs> 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 uh, what did you think of Winter Soldier? Very different. I had the artwork was kind of remind me of Thirty Days of Night. That artwork, if you read that, that kind of mm-hmm. I don't know, sketchy, scratchy kind of whatever artwork. It kind of helped the black and white memory shit kind of work. There, you knew they'd all be buddy buddy by the end of the book, or at least the book two. I never read book part three, but it it, it was I. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of battling and fights, and then there's a couple of like you know wrestling reference, you know, a couple of hot tags to save people at the end of things as things are going you know poorly for Bucky. You know, he has an emergency arm, you know, that Tony told him to get, like an emergency bionic arm. You know, this kid's got vibranium, though, too, somehow. And he was able to cut through the arm in, in issue two. You know, so, I mean, there's a backstory there. The best part about this is that it's five <laughs> issues. That's it. It's going to start, it's going to have a middle, and it's going to end. You know, and there's not going to be any, you know, world beaters or, you know, world destroying or anything like that. It's a focused simple plot and it'll end and we don't does anybody need a, a Bucky or a Winter Soldier monthly comic like a continuing monthly no I don't think anybody's asking for that I, I also say I, I really like the look of the book too I think we brought that up last time I, I like the art of this a lot yeah. I like the, it looks like a great book yeah no yeah. it is and it's yeah. it's it's a good simple read it very much like and we talked about this uh, very much like the Captain America book it's a very you know there's a lot going on but it doesn't take you too far to get through it. And it's just like, oh, okay, I read this. I know exactly what's happening. I didn't need to dip into anything else. Everything's good, and then it's over. I, I mean, I like that part of it. So um, I've been okay with this book. I like the first uh, issue. And these two and three were fine moving it towards their conclusion. So, all right, around the room, Sandman. Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. Um, thumbs up. I mean, it was kind of dry at times, but... Um I, like you already said, the artwork does kind of fit this book for some reason. I can't exactly put my finger on why it's just kind of raw. But, um, I mean, it's fairly straightforward. He's uh, The fact that he was dressed as, like, Bucky Jr. kind of was like, what the hell is that about? But I, they never really explained that. Uh, but it was fair, fairly straightforward. So, yeah, it was it was decent. I'll give it a thumbs up. Alex, thumbs I liked up. Issue, two. issue 2. I liked thumbs it enough. Down, I give it Thumbs up. Now comparing that and Wonder, Wonder Twins, Wonder Twins is like Wonder Twins goes better. between my ass too because it's a toilet paper. <laughs> That's yeah, right, but compared to compared that, to Bucky, that making it yeah, that shit is fucking one ply. Noted, <laughs> brother, wow. brother Beavis, uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah, I mean, on the one hand, I'd say that you you've got a character here who is like just about as cliche as you can possibly be in any way. And the fact that they've and and I think the like you said, the fact that it's capped at five is you know makes me like it a little bit more. So I mean, I'd say I don't know. I'm gonna go thumbs in the middle. It's fine, but I don't love it. It's cool to look at, but it's not great. I think if this be, it's an interesting sort of take on, you know, the the a sidekick for the ultimate sidekick, 
and I don't know if that's going to be an element of the story or when I, I mean, it's, it's interesting in a way it's more interesting than I thought a winter soldier book could be. And it's definitely better, better put together, but you know, it's not, it doesn't, I'm not sitting here like I can't wait till number four comes out. <laughs> you know, so, they painted, I, I got to go middle. They put, they painted themselves in a corner really about what to do with Bucky Barnes because yeah, yeah, the movie has him a certain way, and then they try to tie them or make them somewhat closely aligned, and so they don't really know what to do with him. And since now Cap is back, you know, and still, you know, whatever's going on in that book, and he is his sidekick still in that book and helping him out, they don't really know what to do with him. So he just kind of become a character who is very prominent in their movies, but it doesn't really exist not hardly in the comic book. So giving him this kind of helps. Uh, if they could find Falcon off that milk carton that uh, Rodney Barnes put him on uh, for those eight issues, that would be great because he still hasn't showed yeah. back up and um, he got buried completely and nobody knows where Sam Wilson is. Literally, like he is literally on a milk carton right now. If you see Sam there Wilson, call 1-800-LOST-HERO because they just <laughs> buried him so hard that it's just no coming back from that. I mean, not no coming back, but it's going to be hard to bring him back at this point. All right. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm thumbs up. I'm I feel like I'm being too positive here. And then we're about to review a book that I think I am. I'm about to review a book that I told y'all I did sell out. I'm about to review a book that I told y'all that I really like. And now I'm going to maybe take it back after reading it the second time. All right. Did anybody else read The Amazing Um, Nightcrawler? I'm kind of reading it now. I made it clear as soon as that came out. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was there. Yeah, it was about fifty texts about comic books, and Brother Beavis's first text. I ain't reading Nightcrawler, so um, <laughs> that was <laughs> funny. Crying in my office. So, and I don't um, have anything against Indigo characters. Don't get it twisted. Don't I just, get. I got your part, but the issue became some of my best friends are Indigo. There you go. <laughs> you can remember that, but not Electric Boogaloo. Come on, man. All right, um, I'm working on it. You guys so, cut me out of those podcasts, so I don't I don't get all that. That's not flavor. true. That I'm is not happy. true at all. You get in. That's definitely not true. You get invitations for that and do the text thing. You just don't. The one, the one time I was like, all right, I'm all right. Let's do this. And you're like, oh, we got to scrub that agenda. There's white folks around. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> oh, we're going to do a completely different podcast now. Yeah. Dirty laundry. Yeah, we, got, <laughs> yeah, we got company in the house. We got to do something else. Uh, um, Put the plastic back over the couches. Yeah, exactly. Oh, mm. uh, shit. No, take the washcloths away. <laughs> they don't use those. Uh, put the washcloths away. Wash the butt. The same boss. So, all right, sorry. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um... <laughs> Oh, God. All right. So, The Amazing Nightcrawler. Sorry. Um, to recap, remember this is the Age of X-Men that came out of the first ten books of the Uncanny X-Men relaunch. And once the mutants went away, X-Men essentially did a No More Mutants thing, which they did however many years ago with Scarlet Witch. And he made this perfect mutant utopia. And I'm recapping for you primarily because you haven't uh, read any of those books, I don't think. Um so yeah, there's this perfect mutant utopia where everybody's a mutant. He created this whole world. Everybody's got mutant powers. Everybody's essentially happy. It's no big deal. Except for Bishop, who kissed a, uh, had sex with Jean Grey and got excommunicated and sent off to a different world. But that's a whole other issue in podcast, man. Um, but yeah. So um, 
Yeah, oh, it, yeah, I ran it last <laughs> week. So, so the amazing Nightcrawler is Nightcrawler in this world is a um, a movie star. He is beloved by all. Everybody wants to be Nightcrawler, and if you know all the women want to be with him, and all the all the other mutants want to be him, man. And he essentially the book opens up on a like a on a ruse. Like you're like, oh, you know, there's this action and there's this big demon and it's biting somebody and all this is going on. But it's really just a movie set. And, you know, there's a there's a lady there where Nightcrawler's like, oh, hey, how are you doing? You, you know, like his act, his lead actress lady in these movies. And um, really, the book just kind of goes through him being like a famous person and like all the stuff that pulls at him as being a famous person like oh okay well you know you got to sign these things here you got to show up for this thing and you got an interview with these people his life is run by the uh the stepford cuckoos but there's only two of them which i think is a part of the the plot for this book because the third one is not around anywhere um and he's got people you know like oh you need to get to the gym you're not you know you're looking flabby your fight scenes aren't very good right now you know all this stuff and then he's still an X Man as well, and because you know, he's, he's got typical strength. How is yeah. how are his fight scenes supposed to look? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's doing he's doing his best to get pulled to try to satisfy everybody, which is kind of a Nightcrawler character trait. And he, he can't, can't satisfy do that. himself. And so Jean Grey's like, "You need to come." Well, yeah, he can't mm. he, he can't come back to the X Men. You know, come back to the X Men. You know, don't do all the acting stuff. And, you know, there's the subplot, I think, is something to do with the Stepford Cuckoos, obviously. Because there's really yeah, no, like, antagonist. Yeah, there's yeah. no antagonist. Yeah, there's no antagonist in the book, like, at all. Like, the whole book is nothing like of anybody evil at all. Not even a hint of anybody evil. It's just, like, kind of words and stuff like that. And so when I read it the first time, I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. Even though I hate alternate reality and I really wasn't a big fan of this Age of X-Men thing, this was kind of interesting because it's a book with Nightcrawler. He's one of my favorite X-Men or whatever. So I was like, oh, okay, I can get into this in a sense. But when you go back and read it the second time, it's just like, okay, this was really 26 pages where (laughs) nothing really happened. Like, nothing. I mean, there was no... There was nothing that really happened. Yeah, I mean, you know... We almost say, you almost see him naked, like on the last panel of the page. You know, he's like, you know, I'm we're in a perfect world. I'm not a perfect man. I've made mistakes. Okay, and like, okay, is there gonna be somebody here that's trying to kill you, or trying to end your career or something? Because there has to be some sort of villain or something. Like, give me something here. And there was not it at all. Um, I mean, that was pretty much it. The lady that he's with, her mutant power, like on one page, she's like, like a big barter like bitch like mm, I'm fucking big as hell and then she's like alright well whatever and then she like shrinks down to like a normal size later what kind of mutant power is that like and she's like a 36 double D in one panel and then next she's like a 32 C I'm like the fuck like what, where's the change so yeah it was, that wasn't that wasn't my favorite that wasn't my favorite part um, but oh, beyond that like it just really didn't have any comic book stuff to it. There are some cool parts for him being the actor of Nightcrawler like he's allegedly, he was like Leo in the Titanic movie like on posters on his wall he was also um, uh, I didn't he was he James was Bond else. or something um, and he also yeah James Bond and he also yeah, he has James James Bond, yeah. 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 004 yeah. he also yeah, has the so. cover of that horrible limited series that came out in the 80's on here too yes Yes, yeah, uh, that introduced yeah. us to the Bamps. One of the worst limit series. Uh, yeah. I guess, I guess yeah. she dumped Captain yeah. Britain. Yeah. Megan or whatever her name is. Yeah. 
Megan. Well, yeah, and that's and that's the thing here too. Like none of the other besides the cuckoos, no other mutants that you know of really appear in this thing. Like beyond that. Like, you know, the big barter lady that he's you know, his actress lady, that's not somebody that I know who it is. And then all the other people that are around are just like some rando dudes. And again, this is gonna last what, five, six issues? It's not going to be anything more than that, but you know, Nightcrawler's never had a solo. Just about everybody in the X-Men world, save for maybe him and Colossus, have had solo books. But I think, you know, because of maybe his typical strength, Brother Beavis, he probably doesn't deserve a solo book because he would be having a hard time finding villains to, you know, for him to fight. You know, cops. Yeah. That'd be a you know, every ensemble doesn't have a yeah. doesn't have a Beyonce. And yeah. he is not Beyonce. <laughs> He's not Nita's. He's not Justin Timberlake. Now, wait, he doesn't need his solo album. He just, he's now, an ensemble Mystique, character. His mother or what? Hmm? Mystique, they finally figured it. Yes. Okay, and yeah. and, and then well, and who's yeah. the dad dad? It's not that red dude, is it, from the from the uh, whatever, the X Men's first class. Who's the damn dad at? Oh, I don't know. I think that is his dad, because it's not great is, yeah. Creed. That's the other What's his I name? I think it is Azazel. It's Azazel. 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 Yeah. So, blue and purple. red make indigo. Purple. Indigo. Purple. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So I don't know. I just Nightcrawler as a character. I think we all genuinely enjoy, especially during you know during the Claremont years. And then you know you read Excalibur, uh, Sandman more than I did, and we had an opportunity mm-hmm. to be the leader of the uh, of a team. And, you know, and then he had the terrible run of being the leader as the X-Men. He was constantly, you know, self-doubt and, you know, Cyclops would have did it better, you know, or Storm, you know, like he's been a troubled character before they turned him like, you know, uber Christian and Catholic or whatever. You know, it's just, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just a cool character with a cool power set. A a blue blue looking demon with two fingers or three fingers or whatever. Sure. Um, Yeah, toes. Toes. Yep. Yeah. But are you are you really running? Are you really running Nightcrawler? He he's all right, but he is definitely the wallpaper. I mean, he I mean, if you give him any more than that, you get books like this. Yeah, yeah. I I mean I understand. So yeah, when I read it the first time, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Colossus, and and now, like I said, the second read, I think everybody "Ah." in Colossus family has kind of got more personality than he does too. And I hate magic, and I hated his brother. Yeah, yeah. Next issue. <laughs> next issue. Oh, we're about to review. <laughs> uh, so yeah. All right. So so Nightcrawler readers. Uh, so that would be me, Sandman, and Hutch. You kind of thumb through it. Uh, Sandman, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumb in the middle. Yeah, I got to give the thumbs down. This is just a day in the life of alternate Nightcrawler. Yeah, nah, man. I can yeah. do without it. Fine. I'm I'm thumbs. I was initially thumbs up. I'm probably thumbs down now. I, I liked it at first, but I, I, I very three quarters of the way down. It's close to the middle, but uh, it's probably down. And again, just because it didn't have any like like villain, like there was no legitimate again, you fighting. Put, you put Wonder Ooh. Twins over it. Uh, Wonder Twins was fun in camp, man. It was. It was. Sorry, I hate to tell you that. And you, and knowing you as long as I've known you, you would probably actually get a, a quite a few chuckles out of that freaking book. So, anywho, all right. 
that's I might have excellent. to take that challenge. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt about it. All right. Last book of the evening, as we always end on the X Men. Are we up. not doing Guardians of the Galaxy? I didn't get a chance to read it. If you read it, more than more than welcome to give the review. I didn't get a chance uh, okay, to read so it. Okay, so I'll I'll just do it quick. So uh, the said. premise of the issue one was uh, Thanos is dead, but he somehow encoded his soul or something into a virus that's going to appear in somebody and make a new Thanos, and everyone assumes it's going to be Gamera. So. Uh, there's Gamera. a coalition led by Star Fox to, f- to kill Gamera. And Gamera? And Quill is anti. Gamora? Sorry. Gamora. Not Gamora. Yeah, that's the flying <laughs> turtle. Not, not the flying Gamera, turtle. the Godzilla. No Gamera, I was about to say. Yeah. I was about to say. Wait, the flying turtle. My bad. Yeah, I was about to go, wait, I need to go read this if Gamera's in it. Nice. That would have made it more interesting. Nice. Go ahead. All right, so there are... For, for all the Guardians of Galaxy comic book oh, fans out you. there, um, mm. first of all, there's no Starhawk <laughs> references, so fuck this. No Guardians without Starhawk. For- anyway, there are some references to sort of the relaunch of the new... So there's like... They were big on these confessional pages, which I hate. Mm. It was like, one, like somebody seemingly like nine oh, panels oh. talking into the camera. So yeah. they do that. And Peter Quill's mm. talking to... Mm. Brothers Comics favorite oh, Kitty Pride makes it. So he's drunk and he booty calls her about his other girlfriend. Uh, mm. Yeah, so there's that. That's how it starts. Mm. They also um, they dip into a little oh. bit of the Moon Dragon Philavel relationship. She ain't uh, grow some hair, hopefully, is, by now. Which is a thing. But the one pain. Ah, still rubbing no, the ball, no, y'all. Still ball. Wow. But the the most painful thing about this book is it's so very Marvel Cinematic Universe, because (laughs) um, Hela's in it, the Collector's in it, uh, you know the 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 Black Order or whatever they're called, they're in it. But basically, um, Quill's trying to not get involved. There's a huge fight between Groot, who can talk now, and Ghost Rider, who is Frank Castle from Uh. the future. And that team splits up, <laughs> and they hook up with Star Fox is assembling a Guardians of the Galaxy. Clash. And so when he, uh, in last episode, he got dragged into the black hole or whatever too, so now his face is all messed up. So he's got a two-face thing going on. Yeah. And he's assembled a new Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. which is Gladiator, who, in case you're not aware has been defeated Whoa. by Cannonball. So, you know, take that into consideration. He's never going to live that down. He's never going to live that down. The fantastic, the cosmic ghost rider, somebody who looks like he might be the Black Knight, some Kree dude, mm. and somebody who looks like a unicorn, and then Wraith, who is the mm. enigmatic character that presumably is make the story, and then Nebula. And so, but, like, all the, there's, there's like, the, you know, Two-Faced Star Fox and a couple of new elements of it. But other than that, it's so very Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. But there's an, then there's a reveal that uh, they're, they're going to... They think they can find Gamora mm-hmm. by tracking down Richard Ryder Nova. So mm-hmm. if there's Nova fans out there... Um, Dick Ryder. He might be in the next book. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's too MCU for me. But yeah. there it is. 
I mean, I think yeah. we were okay with the uh, the first issue because it was like, well, okay, this is a, 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 at least an interesting idea with Thanos being dead and and you know, the, I think the overall plot point is fine, but this is something that seems like it's a regular monthly series, and now you're just trying to shove a whole bunch of characters into it because you have nothing to do with them. Hey, you know what? Where's Dick Ryder Nova? We haven't seen him in a while. Let's put him into the book. Oh, let's see, uh, you know, like, a, just put, Moon Dragon. Yeah, let's put Moon, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like it's the love taking book. obscure characters and putting them in books. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> yeah, just putting a whole bunch of stars in there, and seeing what star. happens. Damn, who's Ted Lang in that group though? Who's Ted? Who's, oh, who's Ted Lang in that Ted thing then, Hutch? Shit, brother Voodoo, or or actually, brother know. Voodoo. There you go. All right. Could be trash. <laughs> Shit, black yeah. green. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Drax is dead. Drax. Yeah, Drax is Ted dead Lang. in this world so oh, far. Might well be. Well, anyways, mm. uh, yeah, you might have yeah. killed him too soon, too. By the way, that might be your second He's unconfirmed. Still alive, I think but Ted Lang's still alive. Want to be. All right. Anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, that's a mind step. All right. Let's transition back to any of these books. So, thumbs down, Brother Beavis, on the Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, yeah. Just okay. somebody's got to offset your unbridled <laughs> fanboyism. So, yes, thumb, but yeah. thumbs down. Well, and I mean, I think. Uh, MCU or Marvel is tied to the fact that like man we made one really good movie and one very average to below average movie but these characters are somewhat popular so we have to do something with them and putting them into a book with an unbelievably complicated history of trying to figure out who they are and why they are that uh, is just never uh, going to, not never Brother Beavis so hit on a point that I kind of wanted to bring up yeah. so is the cinematic universe uh, leading us Ragtag Fugitive Fleet, or is it the comic books that's leading this Ragtag Fugitive Fleet? Which way? Who? Which way is going? Which way is leading the other? Is it the movies now, or is it the comic books? So the 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 movie was was based on um, a subset of the relaunch of the title. So the the classic. The, the original story, like, there's nobody that carried forward, but then all those characters were, like, flashback in Guardians 2. So, like, Charlie 27 and Nikki and Starhawk and Martin X, all those people, um, they were, the, so they flashback them in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So they, Guardians in the modern era had a hard reboot from nowhere with this team that was basically um, uh, Star-Lord, Groot, Gamora. Now, now I can't like say it without like stopping to think about it. Brax. You know, basically the, the the movie team. So, the comics were based on, or I'm sorry, the movie was based on comics that very few we'll people had about. actually read. I'm gonna guess. Mm-hmm. And so we'll I think I think the comics laid the seed for the movie, but now the movie's driving the comic. Mm. There are aspects right. of it with the Moon Dragon and Philavel, and there's other things there. They haven't been rolled in, but I think it seems to me like the the movie is now driving the comic. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we've kind of touched on that here for a while. It's just like we're not sure if that's a great idea to have the movies driving the comic books. Um, 
because considering just, they flushed James Gunn and they're completely starting over, who knows yeah, what it's going to be? Exactly. Right. And, and that second movie was terrible. That terrible. second movie was like as bad mm. as Avengers two. Like mm-hmm. that's that's like the perfect analogy because as good as Avengers was and as good as Guardians of the Galaxy was, Age of Ultron and Guardians two were both awful. Yeah. I mean, bo- they completely like turf those franchises mm-hmm. that 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 slice of the franchise right until yeah. infinity war yeah so mm-hmm. yeah it, it's we've never been a fan of them driving the the books driving these mo- or the movies driving these books because you get really goofy things happening to the characters and then it flushes all continuity whatsoever and again continuity is a bad word nowadays um we get that but the you gotta C have word. some yeah, yeah you gotta have some version of continuity for these damn characters because they've been around for too long you just can't you're like, oh, well, you know, he looks like Tony Stark, so it's Robert Downey Jr. now. All right, there. You just, you know, those are superficial things, but when they start acting like freaking Robert Downey Jr. in the books, then that's not necessarily great. So, all right. Speaking of books that they just re-got back with the X-Men, you know, they got those characters back for the movies, and we'll see how this goes. We have Uncanny X-Men number 12. Um last month or last week or two weeks ago i guess it came out two weeks ago that it was um cyclops is back he's alive uh and wolverine came back as well and they took on some uh lower end x-men villains (laughs) to say the least (laughs) (laughs) spider-man-esque villains yeah those those were the mutant versions of the spot that they defeated and um They've moved on to this fact of trying to find the other mutants. And this is kind of where that book picks up. You kind of see the relationship that Logan and Scott have had over time. It's been uh, contentious at many points of it, probably because Logan's always trying to dick his girl. And, um, <laughs> yep. Preach on. And, They're yeah. not Eskimo and, brothers uh, now? Since because of that, Scott might necessarily... No, they're not Eskimo brothers. And uh, it's... The book really centers on the fact that they're trying to find... <laughs> Logan's like, hey, Emma, uh, I'm not really into you, but since Scott fucked you, I feel like we need to hook up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, Emma, what do you feel about putting this red wig on? I'm just saying. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just, can you affect my memories so that you have red hair? Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> just to let you know. Um, so... <laughs> So what they try to do in this book is um, find the mutants. And there's a long, convoluted plot that's going to take us to Funky um, a, a, a place called... Well, thank you. It's called... Uh, our, our group that's called The One, and they're hiding mutants inside of Sentinels. And the, and the mutants have been infected with the trans... The O-N-E. Not the yeah, the one, O-N-E. The O-N-E. Yes. The O-N-E. They've been infected by the trans mode virus, and they've been hidden inside of Sentinels. And so Scott and Logan devised this uh, Trojan horse plot to get inside this place uh, to go rescue. They didn't think that they were necessarily mutants in there, but Logan had a suspicion. And so they go in there to rescue the mutants, and they're all fucking low-rent X-Force new mutant fucking mutants that I would... As soon as I saw this, I was like, nobody gives a fuck about these people, except for Havoc. So, let's run down the list of, of sorry mutants, y'all. Strong guys. Anybody give a fuck about strong guys? I thought he was dead. Yes. I, I thought, thought he was dead. dead. I'm, gonna, I'm, not, I, I hate I, I'm not saying this for effect. 
Yes. I have yeah. a I have a strong affinity for Strong Guy because he was a character that was in the X Factor reboot, and there's a phenomenal issue in the Peter David run <coughs> where they're also dysfunctional. They have to go to Marvel's favorite um, therapist, Doc Sampson, <laughs> and they all tell their spiels. And the reveal on um, Strong Guy, I think it's like X Factor 93, I could be wrong. Um, the reveal on Strong Guy and his backstory, I think is particularly awesome. And um, the the whole thing of it is, like, the reason he's drawn like a goof and he has, like, this ridiculous upper body is because he absorbs energy and transforms it into physical energy. And so when his powers manifested, he didn't, he didn't understand that. And so he got, his, he got this whole body dysmorphia thing, and he's in constant pain. And he's like, hey, but don't tell anybody because um, I don't want them to feel sorry for me. And his whole, like, shtick is to cover up for the fact that he's this tortured hero. And I'm like, that's, you made a otherwise useless character that's going to get clowned in the future on a Brothers Comics podcast <laughs> compelling to me. <laughs> so, yes, I will stand up and say I would love to hear more about Strong Guy, but it looks like he's not going to be in nah, he, Yeah, stories. he's not going to be spoiler here much longer, apparently. Yeah, spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've never been a Strong Guy fan. Fuck him. Hutch, strong Guy. Just saying, man. <laughs> I ain't gonna say fuck him, but uh, no, I don't care for him. Let's just go with that. Okay, so strong guy. That's one. Uh, let's see. We got uh, Moonstar, Danny Moonstar. Awful. Anybody? Booking, I, I, I've always wanted to like Mirage? her, and I've been unable yeah. to. Yeah. No, she's terrible. It's really a mix of New Mutants and kind uh, of bad X Force characters. When you say bad X Factor, I mean that's a uh, that's a double whatever. They're all bad. X Force. <laughs> yeah, uh, Wolfsbane. Yeah. Wolfsbane, y'all. Wolfsbane. Anybody? Uh, no. Yeah, exactly. Who the hell is Shan? Like, I was like, is he Shan? Uh, who the hell is Shan? That's, no, that's Karma. Karma. Right, Karma. She, she that's takes Karma? people's oh, memories, okay. or she yeah. takes over their, over their mind and stuff, right? She's one yeah, of them. She, yeah, she could possess them. Yeah. So Moonstar projects their fears into tangible illusions. Reality, And yeah. Karma does right. mind control she and takes yeah, over people. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. All right. Right. Yeah, there's some fake-looking Gamora mutant in there, too, um, that they didn't give her name. And then uh, Multiple Man. He's been all over this damn book in the, last, in the 12 issues we've been there. And it's not it's not Jamie Prime, though. It's just they all, they're, missing, they're missing parts, though. Used, Arms and legs and eyes and shit. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Missing, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I used to like Multiple Man, but I, yeah. I, I don't really care for this modern version of him. Since he came back alive... Proteus did it did his best. Um, yeah. Yes, he did. Um, and then the I, I thought I thought um, his design has never been great. He, you know, he again he has typical strength, so it doesn't matter if there's a billion <laughs> of them. There's only so much he can do. <laughs> right. But that's another character that I think became interesting as a part of X Factor. But he's gotten way over pushed yeah. in mm -hmm. the modern era. Yeah, mm -hmm. he's, he's fine for what he is, but he's not a threat. No. Um, no. And then 
Hutch's favorite character, Magic, was there as well uh, in the cages. Yeah. And then we have a Summers Brother reunion with Havoc. Now, Havoc was, if, again, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, Havoc was leading X-Force, X-Force X-Men Blue, however many issues ago, um, mm. before it got uh, relaunched into this book. Havoc and was leading X Men Blue. Yeah, we that did. That must have been after I stopped reading. Yeah, no, we, yeah, remember? No, no, no. We did. We read review. Remember because he was on. The, he was gathering a team of X Men trying to get Beast and Dazzler and all these oh. crappy other X Men to do. Yeah, it was awful. You put it as a memory. Yeah, it was bad. Way um, to go! Yeah, I had blocked that out of my mind. Sorry. And here yeah, it is. Enjoy it. So yeah, so they tried to escape with these crappy mutants. And havoc. Well, 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 well first, did, I mean, I know you were talking about havoc. the Cyclops and Wolverine thing. For some reason, I the first thing that came to my mind when they were bringing them up to this part, I was like, "This is like a bad episode of Supernatural." <laughs> <laughs> Does that imply there's a good episode of Supernatural? Yeah, there's thirteen seasons of Super. Uh, I'm, uh, yes, my brother I am is a, a fan, fan of that show, Brother Beavis. I know we don't talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We all have our. I was just asking. Yeah. I don't know. I don't watch it because I don't have time to watch fifty hours of TV. Uh, when you're when you're off work and you have to come Supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> I can't watch the Netflix Marvel shows, but I can watch Charmed and Supernatural. Okay. Okay. Oh, man. Yeah. And the other lady, I, damn, this is a side brother topic. The other lady oh, I always found better than all of them. Uh, the Piper? No, no, God, no. Uh, Piper, what's her name? Piper? Is her name Piper on the show? I've never watched an episode of that show. Isn't it Charmed? Holly Combs. Holly Marie Combs. Holly Marie Combs. I think that's her name. Oh, yeah. yeah. I always liked her. Anyway. All right. Sorry. Anyway, so, yeah. So, they're trying to make their escape. Uh, Magic wants to, uh, because her powers are being suppressed by whatever whatever was in the building or whatever. And then, Yes. Yeah, so once that right. went away, she was like, oh, that is on now. And she was about to pull out her blazing sword and form Voltron. And Wolverine's like, no, you know, now's not the time for that. Uh, strong guy. Uh, one of the duplicates had a bomb planted in him, and he blew up, and he blew themselves up and damaged strong guy. So strong guy dies in, in, in Magic's arms. She wants to get revenge. Wolverine's like, now's not the time. You need to pour us out of here. And so they poured out, and then there's some anonymous general that shows up, you know, like, mm, I guess the X-Men are back. The, you know, cut, roll, tape. Yeah, but... <laughs> mm. It was I. Mm. I mean, the other thing really... is, Cyclops yeah. does refer to all these ranks as X-Men. He's yeah, like, X-Men, exactly. behind me, I'm doing this, I'm doing I'm like, ah, that's a yeah. stretch. He yeah, should have been like, <laughs> random mutants, behind me, I'm doing this. <laughs> yeah. Try not uh, to get yourselves killed. Yes, yeah, um... Yeah, mutant, um, mutant rookies, mutant uh, protégés, mutant something else, but not X-Men. I mean, this book, again, after the 10 issues of Uncanny where we were trying to get to 11, 11 felt like a payoff. Now, 12 felt like filler. This is and, filler. And um, that's not a good feeling. Yeah, it is filler. <laughs> and um, 
it just felt like, 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 okay, well, you did something, but you didn't really do anything. And essentially, you're just feeling this. Now it feels like you're doing like you did with the first 10 issues, giving me something until, you know, eventually we're going to get to, you know, Cyclops, Wolverine, Colossus, Nightcrawler, Jean Grey. Like, we're going to get to that. Like, let's just get to it. Like, you're giving me these two-week books or these stories that don't really mean shit or don't give a damn two weeks from now. It's just like that. It didn't make me mad. But it was just like, okay, I get it. You know, Salvador LaRocca is doing a hell of a job on this book. It's a beautiful looking book, by the way. But beyond that, like, it just, it kind of left me a little bit empty. Kind of around the room yeah. of Hutch. That, yeah, it's a, it's a filler book. It's, it's, I mean, is that? It was, it was there. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not, yeah, I'm not heavily invested in this yet, <laughs> if ever. Yeah, it doesn't it didn't right. get, didn't give you a whole lot, Sandman. Um, it was it was good. It was nice to see Wolverine and Cyclops kind of together. Um, yeah. It kind of was nostalgic a little bit, and um, I didn't really know what the fuck was going on with the plot. And I was like, uh, and plus, the trash mutants I didn't care about. <laughs> yeah, they are trash mutants. I felt bad. I felt bad, but I just don't care. Strong guy included. I'm sorry, but so it was okay. Like middle. <laughs> Um, I give it a sideways thumb. It's okay. okay. That's about it. I'll I'll take a thousand strong guys over Wolfsbane. So many, and then they, <laughs> and then love and they and then I'm like, how, like bitch, how long have you been in this country? You you still got that Irish accent? You can't. You still doing yours? <laughs> bitch, stop. And stop if that movie ever sees the like the Aria is playing yeah. her, so then there's your double down. Oh, right there. I saw some. I saw something on Twitter today that was asking somebody about that movie, and one of the actresses was like, "Well, so I don't think we're gonna see that, and it won't be in movie theaters." But anyway, uh, Brother Beavis, X, Uncanny X Men Twelve. I I can't go thumbs up. I mean, because it's not clear what they're doing. I I would I would be okay with a Cyclops and Wolverine lead the team of garbage. Yeah. For a while, just to see if there's a story there, as opposed to just like leading us along. And I and I'd rather have a team of garbage new mutants than Glob and uh, yeah, Gold Balls, Gold Balls. And yeah. have, you know, like Gold you have balls. to have like a terrible team. Yeah. For I'd rather all. at least see them have like named mm. terrible team. Mm-hmm. So, but no, yeah, it's not good yet. I agree. No, I I totally understand. I just. Yeah, you know, we were excited for that relaunch, damn $8 relaunch, on top of the other $8 relaunch, and um, it's like, all right, well, now we're getting to the part that we, you know, that we've been waiting for, and then you give me back, like, trash mutants at Sandman's side. Yeah. That's not, yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't sexy. I wasn't expecting that. I would have preferred both of them searching the world for mutants all over the place and having that interact, you know, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, them having that play back and forth with their relationship is probably more interesting than rescuing um, MC Shan or whatever the hell the name is. So, yeah, I'm going. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I'm I'm thumbs in the middle because it's just filler. All right. Okay. That's all our books tonight, folks. Yep. That is all of our books. Um, we don't do exit music here. We always exit with the X Men animated music. So there's that. Uh, just Brothers Comics business. Uh, two weeks. We got Comic Con Revolution in West Palm Beach. I was just telling Sandman that um, the panels and all that stuff came out for it uh, the other day. There's an Archie panel. I, I wonder who's going to be there. I don't know uh, who may who may attend that one. 
uh, and then there's a, a plan, uh, Claremont's going to be there, so there's a panel with him and uh, a couple of other people, so I'm going to definitely have the batteries ready, because he talks a lot, so, um, so yeah, yes, so definitely looking forward to that, yeah, he definitely has the gift of gab, uh, we have that one, what, two weeks, we got, or two weeks after that is uh, the South Carolina Comic Con, um, so got that, and then just waiting for MegaCon in Orlando in May. That, that's the big daddy of them all, at least for the people down here. So, or at least the Florida people like myself and Sammy. So, that's that. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. So remember, you better find this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Rate, review, subscribe. Uh, you can find me at Brothers Comics at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, you can find Sandman at Sandman four one five on Twitter and yeah, on Twitter. Um, and these other two guys, they're, again, they're in the ether, man. They are in the ether. If you have a question for them, just hit us up. We'll, we'll figure out a way to get it to them at some point in time. So, yeah. All right, so the X-Men animated series begins to play us out. I am the producer of this podcast. Uh, Sandman, go ahead and sign up. From the middle of the bus, I say adieu. <laughs> nice. Brother Beavis, go ahead and sign up. I'll see you guys next week. All right. Hutch, man, thanks for joining us tonight. I know you're going to be real tired after this. You know, you, 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 powered through, you, you powered through it, man, for an hour and 15 minutes. Go ahead and sign up. All right. All right. We'll see everybody on the other side. Peace.